This is a Federal News Network podcast. The CIO Council made 10 recommendations for how to improve the federal IT workforce, ranging from a new pay system to training to nationwide recruiting. This latest report is one in a series of data-driven reviews the Council's Workforce Committee has been leading. For how the administration will put those recommendations into practice, Federal News Network's Executive Editor Jason Miller spoke to the Federal Chief Information Officer, Suzette Kent. Continuous improvement of the workforce is a main activity, right, of the CIO Council. And so this was kind of the next in a series of a workforce report that had been done um, previously. So there were some of the themes that we are already working on. Uh, This was a data-driven way to do interviews, you know, very broadly. It involved not just CIOs, but, you know, folks on the outside. It involved Chico's. Um, it involves some of our business partners, you know, in the process, and it helps us, you know, as a council, confirm where we need to aim, because there are some things that were listed as uh, some of the next steps that we're already working on, we're already doing. Um, there's others that, you know, the responses help us drive down to Uh, another level of detail about how we might address some of the things and get some insights for urgency. And the, 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 the pieces that are, you know, in there help us form the focus areas for the workforce committee. But, you know, like the discussion we just had around modernization, it is critical if we're going to build, you know, the capabilities that we need, that we have, a workforce that is able to work in that environment. And as you know, there's some things and they're pointed out in the report, you know, we, we, we need to bring more subject matter expertise in the hiring process. We need to onboard people more quickly. And this also identified the need for some compensation models that make us a more competitive employer. And those things were pointed out in the national cyber strategy. There were some commitments to you know, moving the needle, you know, on compensation, both, you know, just generally and in the different types of models. And that rang true as well, because across many of our technology spaces, those roles are still going to be in high demand. We want to be an employer of choice. That's, you know, we get great marks for mission and for, for, you know, people, the things that people uh, get to do are meaningful. Um, but we have to make the other part of that experience a, a good experience for employees as well. One of the big recommendations that really stood out to us was around a new approach to paying IT employees. Can you just talk a little bit about the thoughts behind that? And what would you need to kind of get that going to really, whether it's a pilot or proof of concept, or maybe it already exists somewhere that you can just borrow and, and, and expand upon? There are some things that we've already done right in that space. Uh, if you look at differentiated pay that, that some agencies have for certain types of things, if you look at some of the authorities that are, you know, currently offered by OPM, but what we're trying to recognize in the technology space is that roles and the need to stay current, that they change faster maybe than other types of roles across the federal government. There's also multiple pathways to enter. We also want to incent people to continuously expand their own knowledge, you know, while they're in their role. And we do know 
through the things that we've done, whether it's some of the pilot training initiatives or other, that there's a lot of curriculum out there that is extremely beneficial and um, very relevant in moving IT professionals, helping them expand their skills. So, you know, we want to reward people who are self-initiated um, and continuously expanding their skills. We also want to ensure that we have flexibilities to bring the most important skills in um, to meet the mission objectives that we have. So, so that's why, you know, there's, there's some general language about the ultimate goal, but there's a lot of different tactics when you drill down to the, the specific types of professionals that may fit into some of those spots. I guess when people hear about a potentially new approach to pay, there's both excitement and maybe some anxiety. What do you think the administration needs? What do you think OPM needs to really move the ball or move the needle on, on that effort? Well, Jason, I want to back up on something that you said. And I think what we've said in there is approaches to compensation and rewards. And that in itself is a recognition that it is not actually all just dollars. It could be flexibilities that, that individuals have. It could be elements of the work arrangement. It could be velocity, you know, towards different types of challenges. People are motivated by different things. And, you know, right now we, we don't have as many flexibilities in that. Uh, I know that there was some information, you know, about the, where the technology hubs are in the United States. Uh, you know, we, we'd like the ability to reach into those and have talent in a wide variety of areas make, you know, contributions and, and not all have to, you know, live in the exact same place and follow the exact same working schedule every day. And we've now learned that you know, we can continue to be productive and efficient in doing those. So more formalized ways to, to do that. It's part of what this research points to, and it's part of what the council will continue to focus on. I've been told that there potentially is a, a, a longer version of this report that maybe is not being made public, or maybe that's out there, that maybe is even a little more critical of, of the tools in the state of hiring technology workers in government. Is there anything you can talk to that? I mean, is there, but were you cognizant of not wanting to come out with a critical report of, of fellow agencies, if you will? Is there anything more you can talk to that? Yes, there was a more detailed non-public version that captures raw data from the interviews. Look, we know that when, especially people in categories that are just coming out of maybe leading edge industries or college, they have certain expectations about the kinds of tools and work environment that they, that they expect. And when we have challenges meeting those expectations, you know, that is a real thing. It is, it is not something that we haven't been public about. What some of that other information has talked about specific solutions they'd like to have and specific things they've had at other places, and that's just not appropriate um, for broad. You know, we don't want to say, "Hey, ten people want this thing and five people want this, so let's gin up a contract." Um, we need to spend a little more time to figure out what's the enablement or the capability or the need, and then you know, figure out how we meet that you know in a way that will fit inside the government environment. Excellent. Uh, I really do appreciate that uh, help on that last question because someone had approached me and I said, well, the best I can do is ask, right? I mean, I can't, I can't, it's not a foyable thing mostly, most of the time, or, or it's not something that, you know, people have different oh. viewpoints of 
these things and, oh, they're hiding something. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, but that, that's very helpful. Yeah, well, Jason, you, let, let's go back. I, I shared the point with you on the video, you know, conferencing. If you go ask employees from every agency which one's their favorite, you're going to get a lot of different answers. And, you know, so, so we had a lot of flavors of that because we asked people to be candid. There, There's also, um, especially the individuals we talk to in industry, have different types of risk and reward systems, you know, in their total compensation and some of those you know don't necessarily exist in government so while it's a great idea we'd have to figure out and that's maybe an example of where we'd have to work with OPM or Congress you know what what the boundaries might be for those types of things so again it, it's it's good information it's the things that we wanted but you know we can't share of uh, 10 people like this system and five people like that one broadly and, and have that look like some type of endorsement. Suzette Kent is the Federal Chief Information Officer. You can download a copy of the CIO Council's Workforce Report and find Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target Red Card, you'll save 5% every day, in-store and online. Find the red card that's right for you, whether it's debit, credit, or Target's new Red Card Reloadable, which doesn't require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red Card, you'll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. It's always a great day to save. Restrictions apply.